welcome to Check Out MPL. Thanks for joining us again for another week. Um, I do want to apologize. I know last week we promised to do a live play-by-play -play of a program, but I totally forgot that I was taking tomorrow off. And she needs to take a day off. Yes, I do. So we're going to um, have a rain check on the toddler art. Yeah, Jamie has two more coming up in the next couple months, so plenty of opportunities to do so. But today we want to talk about Reader's Advisory and what it is and why it's so important for libraries. And it's actually one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, before library. I came to the library, I didn't even know it had like a name. A thing. Yeah. Yeah, so Reader's Advisory is kind of um, it's a service here at the library which involves suggesting, suggesting fiction and nonfiction titles to a reader through direct or indirect means. So direct can be, they always talk about like interviewing a patron what kind of books they want, and then indirect is more about displays and bookmarks. Getting stuff them like that. on the sly. Yes. Um, so this service is very fundamental to library because obviously we want our patrons to be reading, and they come to us kind of trusting us to know what kind of books are available for them, what they could potentially read, um, and suggestions and everything like that. There's kind of a cool... Um... This is a book called Genre Reflecting. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? I've heard. I haven't read it, though. Um, it's by Diana Harold, and she says um, Reader's Advisory is the act of putting people together with the books they love. Oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. There's a saying that every book has its reader. Um, so I think there is. If a patron comes in and they don't know what to read or they don't know what they like, that's kind of our job to point them in the right direction, and that's kind of a fun part. Did you take a class time. when you got your... Um, masters yeah because I just saw something that like it's a very important class yeah. to take reader's I advisory, actually but... don't remember taking a reader's advisory class but I'm sure it was talked about in like our fundamentals of librarianship class right there is um I saw too in a library journal survey from it was maybe like six or seven years ago mm -hmm. that some libraries have dedicated staff. readers advisory staff but that's like six percent it was like six yeah. percent of libraries have a staff which is, which is crazy and I think it is important no matter what department or what role you have as a library staff member you need to be able to try to figure out from the patron what they're looking for and be able to suggest um a book that they might like I want to come back to that because I found this interesting thing about staff members and how they how they do that because some staff it's easier for them mm -hmm. to do than others yeah so yes um so a little bit of history i found about readers advisory it actually kind of goes back to 1897 where the ala presidents um stated how the importance of readers advisory um it's the personal influence of librarians who assisted and advised readers was the most potent force in molding community reading it's so funny. I think it's funny that it's, like, such a big thing with a big definition. Yeah. And it's basically just, like, recommending a book. Yeah, you're I right. Mean, <laughs> but it's not. It's more than that. But yeah. it's just funny. Because if you recommend a really good book, it could leave a patron off to reading so much more. Right. Yeah. And a big thing, a big word I've seen multiple times is that the staff should be non-judgmental. Yes. Yeah. Even if in your head you're like, why do you want to read this? Yeah. You, you have to, like, appear that you don't. Like, yep. you don't care one way or the other. Yep. Um... So readers advisory programs have been documented dating back to 1920s. So it's been a very long-standing tradition, I guess, in libraries. Um, let's see. And it has kind of gained a little bit more um, force and continues to grow 
currently. I guess there's like 27 titles for library books for librarians to read to know how to do readers advisory. There's classes um, right. for it in grad books. school. Did you say books? Mm-hmm. Yeah, books, blogs. Yep. Websites. So many. And like Jamie said, there's actual staff that are just responsible for readers advisory. Right. So it's really important for librarians to be able to do this. And just reading, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a very important part. But it's hard because we don't really get to sit around and read all day. Yes. And when we do have time to, we want to read what we want to read. (laughs) People, it is kind of funny when someone comes in and they bring a book to the front desk and they ask, have you read this one? We give that almost on a daily basis. And a lot of times we say no because we cannot read every book that's in the collection. We would have to read, like, 24 hours a day. Yes. Like, forever to even make a dent in yeah. our collection. But part of our collection development is reading book reviews. So we can kind of read through book reviews and maybe keep those in the back of our mind. Um, if a patron comes up to a de- our desk and says, have you read this one? No, but I've heard about it. Um, yeah. And a good thing that you can do even just on Google now is if you if they give you a title that they do like mm-hmm. and they say, I want something like this, you can just type in like other books like yes. Harry Potter and it'll give you some ideas. But sometimes I think those are off too. Yeah. I use Amazon.com a lot for that. If you bring up a title that they've read that they've liked, I always look up like customers have also purchased or customers have also looked at. Sure. And um, Goodreads is Goodreads. another good place yep. for that too. Yes. I did see they cautioned against um, recommending just your favorites. Yeah, I saw that too. And then I am definitely guilty of that. Me too. Especially if um, a patron comes for a young adult book. I get so giddy when somebody asks for a young adult book. I'm like, follow me. And and I practically skip over to the young adult collection. Um, And then, of course, I show them Sarah J. Maas's books right away. And I have hooked several people, though. Yeah, you even converted solely adult readers to come to the... So I am guilty of um, pointing people to the books that I love. But but why wouldn't you? I mean, that's how you recommend, like, Mm -hmm. just out in the world. Yeah. Stuff you like, you tell other people about it. And I I think it might help, too, that I've read a lot of young adult books, too, and I can easily recommend maybe something I didn't really like, but I know the topic of what the people are looking for. Right. Okay. So I'm going to talk to you about this interesting thing. Yes. Without naming names, you can think in your head where our staff members okay. fall. So um, they just talked about in this, Novelist is another place that yes. you can go to to find um, recommendations. Yes, and I would also recommend maybe Fantastic Fiction. We use that a lot. Um, a lot of these websites, too. Like, if you have an author, you can look up read-alike authors as well. Um, even through Hoopla and Overdrive, I have done that as well. Like I know a book that I really like by the certain author and you can look at other authors who are similar. Yes. So I've you can kind of do too. your own little reader's advisory too. Yeah. But anyway, they have, um, you can evaluate your staff. So these are the four categories where staff members would fall in like for reader's advisory. Um, you have extensive book knowledge and you love discussing books. So it's like the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Like you're really good at talking to people about books and you've read a ton so you can just basically help anybody who comes through the door yeah that's like the gold star the gold star i can do that for young adult books right but if you're asking me about adult westerns not so much i struggle a little bit so that's when i refer to the google and amazon and yeah like that. and that's why they said like it's good to have staff members in all four yeah. of these boxes because everybody has to have their yeah. own little niche but then the second one Second box is people who are like staff members who are friendly and approachable. 
Um, but they may not feel comfortable with all genres, genres. of books. So like, like you said, your best is YA. I like the kids' books yep. <laughs> and some YA. But when it comes to like historical fiction or romance, yeah. I have no clue. But that's when I can like look at somebody else and yeah, like shove them yeah, off. Yeah, we like, have some staff members know? who read like adult fiction. I know Colleen reads a lot of adult fiction. Um, and you know a lot about adult fiction mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I used to actually. I read a lot of adult fiction before Twilight sucked me into the yeah. young adult collection. Um, but yeah, I think Colleen's really good at adult fiction. Angie is as well. Mm-hmm. She's read a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think we hold our own with nonfiction as well. Yeah. And and then the third box, and it doesn't mean these people are like, ba- like it's not bad. No. It's just they are introverts, mm-hmm. staff who are introverts, but they have a lot of knowledge, but they just don't want to like share it. So that would maybe be a good person to make a display or yeah. a poster. Or bookmarks or. Yeah. Yes. Um, because they, yeah, they just don't want to like, they're not people people. Yes. And then the last one, which is also important for a library because you need people to do all different kinds of jobs, but it's basically a lower level of book knowledge and they don't really like to talk to people either. So this would be someone who maybe... More behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. Someone who's doing technical services like the book ordering and cataloging, stuff like that. But they pointed out that at any given time, even if you're just like shelving books, people are going to come up to you and say like, hey. Yeah. When I first started working here, I had, I was still working at Target and I had to hold myself back from asking somebody, can I help you find something? Because they so ingrained that us in Target to say that to um, customers. But it's really not a bad thing to say to library patrons. If you're just kind of wandering around looking a little unsure. Lost. lost. (laughs) can I always say, can I help you find something? Or are you looking for something? So that's a good thing to do too. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting because like ideally you – they kind of said you should have a 25, 25, 25, 25. So it like equals 100%. Mm-hmm. It doesn't usually ever fall that way. No. But. I think we have all of our staff members because we're all on the front line. We're all frontline staff members. We're all at the front desk. Yeah, we kind of have to be extroverted a little even bit. if yep. we don't want to yep. be sometimes. But thanks. thankfully, we have the internet yes. <laughs> and lots of good resources on there. Yes, we're good at finding finding stuff and solving mysteries oh, yeah. and yeah. breaking people down and see what kind of books <laughs> they want. Yeah, read. my favorite... When I do an, a patron interview, I guess, for a Reader's Advisor, I like asking them what is a book that you've read that you really liked. And that's my starting off point. I think that's um, key. And that's like when I go to Amazon and kind of look up read likes and we kind of go through that list. So and don't it, you love when somebody comes back and they're like, oh, thank you so much. Yes. But I've also had people come back and be like, this book was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I've had that too. Like, oh, I failed at my job that time. But that, I mean, people are just different. That's, there's yeah. different tastes. Yep, so. there is. Yeah. So um, we were mostly talking about direct readers advisory there. So, but there's also indirect, and that's kind of a fun part to do too. Is when we make displays and bookmarks, um, book lists. When you we do stuff on, we've done things on Facebook as well. We do readers advisory on there, so it's a little bit more indirect. Um, I know Angie loves making book displays. Yeah, she's um, so good at yeah, that. That's really fun. We've. Gone, really creative with some of our book displays which is really fun and it's surprising how fast books disappear from book displays yeah and even the out facing books in the kids area like people just want to pull what's yeah like easy to grab sometimes i think that could be a form of reader's advisory too it's new books that are facing out yeah what do you think i was just thinking about this um so when i guess it mainly happens to me but when i go out into schools or choose books for story times I'm kind of like endorsing that book. So would that be direct or indirect? I don't know. 
I'm not just like telling people like you should read this book, but I'm reading it to it, and then they come. I think it's kind of an indirect because I think probably a lot of kids want to come check out come check out the book, yeah, or books that are similar to it. Yeah, it's kind of like brainwashing them. This book is awesome. You're influencing them. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, book displays, bookmarks. I know um, we made some bookmarks. I used to make them a lot for the teen area. Um, speaking of the teen area, I think one part of Reader's Advisory that I did two years ago is that I re- um, relabeled all of our books into um, genres or themes. So I have like a realistic fiction area. I have suspense, um, fantasy, paranormal, romance. So if you like romance books, you know to go to that romance section. It has um, books all about romance, obviously. And then if you like sci-fi only, you can just go to the sci-fi um, collection so you don't have to browse through all of the books yeah and I think that's good too because um just like staff members have different like areas they fall in mm-hmm. the patrons have different areas and they that they fall in and sometimes teens maybe don't want to like come right out and say will you recommend a book yeah. for me but they know to go to that section yep. and that you know hopefully they can find something, something that they there. like yeah and that helps too with staff who aren't familiar with the young adult collection if a patron comes up to them and says hey I want us a sci-fi young adult book we can just go there. Yeah. yeah. And I think the same vein, too, we have uh, spine label stickers on some of our books as well, especially the adult fiction. We have the romance and Western and mystery book stickers, so that helps as well. Right. Do you have anything else about Reader's Advisory? Mm, not really. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite things to do here. Like, when a patron comes up to me and says, can you help me find a book? I just say, yes. Yeah. Let's go find this book for you. And it's amazing as just working in the library, too the number of books that I pull out, you know, like nobody's recommending them to me really, but mm-hmm. just the number of books that you see come through and your pile grows and grows. Yes. And so it's kind of interesting how even just a book that you haven't been told is good catches your eye. Yeah. So that yeah. indirect way. Too. And that's a way too. if we read it, we can, that's another book in our bank of expertise or something that we can recommend to somebody else too. Like cool I, stuff. very cool stuff. It's very, very fun. So, yeah, that's about Reader's Advisory. Um, thank you for listening to us. If you want a book recommendation recommendation or suggestion, come to the library. Staff, as we had told you, will be happy to um, find you a book that will maybe be your favorite book or kind of lead you off to new authors and new genres and new storylines. And if you're kind of shy and you don't want to ask us in person, you can send a message. You can send a, a message. listener mail. listener mail uh, to Melton Public Library Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to give you a recommendation yeah, for that sure. way, too. Yeah, or message, message us through Facebook or send us an email. Yeah. We'll be happy to do that. Give us a challenge. We would love to have that, too. It's fun to get a challenge. And we kind of do our internet thing and try to find the right book. Definitely. All right. Um, we will be back next week, hopefully, with a podcast. I don't know what the topic will be yet. Nope. Just <laughs> That's the way we go. Into our heads. Yep. So have a good weekend, and we'll see you next week. Go Packers. Oh, yeah. Go Packers.